Hello everyone and welcome to another episode, another podcast episode of Let's Chat About Death. Today's topic is going to be about um, the process in regards to doing things as an individual family against having a funeral home, um, being able to do that preparation for you. But I'm also joined by one of my staff members, Nicole, and uh, I want you uh, to put your hands together um, for, for her, if I can find the right thing over here. Hang on. Oh, no. No, the wrong one. Hang on. How about this one? Oh, no, she's opening a can. How about this one? Hello. Hello. <laughs> That was a bit of a mission, but we finally <laughs> got there. Now, um, how long have you been uh, with me for? Almost six months. That long? I think so. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, and your position is what? What? FDA, Funeral Director's yeah. Assistant. Okay. So one day you'll start helping. But <laughs> no, all good. So I've brought Nicole in today to help us um, deliver or explain multiple things. So we'll have a couple of topics. But one of the topics that I was asked on a live just recently was, can a family do their own arrangements or delivery of their loved one without the use of a funeral director? Uh, the answer to that is yes and no. Um when I think about a family doing a transfer by themselves um, or even preparation, I can see that it's going to get a little bit out of hand. But one of the biggest things that I find is is the storage of your loved one. Um, and we have had it with children or stillborn um, from hospital to and from. Totally get that, right? But when it comes to someone that is like older or elderly, then that it becomes a little bit of an issue. So certainly a family can go and do a transfer from wherever, but you will find that most hospitals won't allow it because that's just their, their, their protocol. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're just thinking that maybe, you know, dad's going to be left in the Coles or Woolworths car park um, while they go in or go to Dan Murphy's or something <laughs> like that. Um, and just letting you know, I'm not sponsored by Dan Murphy's or, or uh, Woolworths or even Coles. So, um, but yeah, so I think, I think on that side um, that would be a little bit difficult. Most funerals, how long from death to when, when we normally have a funeral? How many days roughly? Oh, roughly about five. Five, yeah. So... What do you do with dad in that meantime? Mm. Like could you see yourself at home and you think how much fridge space do I have at home or do I have a chest freezer? Mm. It'd be a bit of a, uh, what's that Dharma bloke that he was? Ah, oh, Jeffrey Dharma. Yeah, Jeffrey Dharma. Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know if that would be a, a go. Um, maybe in some states or different areas that might be a thing or they just have to do the funeral very, very quick. Um the other side of that, what do you reckon the other – what do you reckon some of the other things that might affect that transition from family doing it to 
us doing it. Oh, what about all the prep? Where yeah. would you do that? I do it on the lounge. Oh. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, preparation, storage, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you were just saying off air before about what happens if a family went to Costco mm-hmm. and bought the beautiful rosewood coffin that they have there. Uh, can they use it? Yes, they can. There's mm-hmm. nothing stopping them from going out and outsourcing their own coffin. Um but when it comes to, I, I hold no responsibility of that coffin at all. So, um, you know, and it's because I, I know where I buy my product from. I know the quality of it. I'm not saying that the coffins from anywhere else aren't any good. Um, but, you know, there's certain things by health department rules like plastic lining mm-hmm. and all of that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once again, where, where do you store? Where do you store dad or mum or whoever? Um, the other thing that comes into play would be the crematorium or the burial site. So once again, how are you going to get your loved one transported from wherever you keep that person to when they go to the cemetery? Mm-hmm. Now, we have done some really beautiful funerals on the back of a truck or, you know, um, or, or a ute or... Um, an ambulance, uh, a fire truck, all of those type of things. But they've been designed for a coffin to be placed on it. It's not like Jono down the street that's mm-hmm. got this U-Butte ute. Yep. Um, you like that? U-Butte ute. <laughs> Turned really ochre. Um, you know, to then, you know, coming coming through after, after the milking and um, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, got me ute. Um, and then just putting dad on the back of that and taking him to the crematorium. No. Um, so there's got to be, you've got to have the proper way of doing that. Um, so as you can hear, things aren't as easy. That's why you pay pro- professionals to do the job. Mm-hmm. We're not here. Well, I'm not here. We're not here to rip people off, right? So, you know, if I, how I work out, how I make my fees is how many hours involved with the whole process. You know, other companies might go, well, it'll be X amount of hours and we'll double that by three mm-hmm. or double or, or triple that price or the amount of hours will equal what it is. Um, what do you reckon some of the other things might might play havoc with someone doing this? How do you go about the death certificate? Uh, yeah, that's the other thing, lodgement, lodgement of death certificates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have an online portal um, that we deal with and they, you know, then death registration and all that gets done through that and paid online. So mm-hmm. they can't even, um, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that would, because you have to register the death before then you can apply for the death certificate. Um so yeah, a little a little bit harder mm-hmm. um, to do that. So you can't you can't just go in into the city and go, hey, open the door. I want my death certificate. It doesn't happen like that. Um, so once again, that's another thing. How would you go if your loved one was at the coroner's? Uh, yeah, well, I don't believe that they would release. Um, look, I'm not saying that. There's communities out there that don't do their own transfers because I'm mm-hmm. sure there are. Yeah. 
Um, but they're registered with the crematoriums and burials. So they've gone through certain procedures to do what they do. Yeah. Wh- who we're talking about, I guess, is the, you know, the everyday Joe Blog family mm. that have never dealt in funerals before. Um, yeah, I, being the justice system, I guarantee it they wouldn't release. No. You would have to have some form of... Um, Identification of some description. Yeah, and, and you know, it comes down to religious yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, it become it becomes a little bit a little bit more harder mm-hmm. um, to deal with. The other thing is to yeah, um, doing a burial. You need paperwork for that. Mm-hmm. You're not registered, you've never done the OHS um, induction with the cemeteries. What they do in the country might be totally different. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably talking more metropolitan, um, but I mean, even you know, you would have to be rural, rural to be able to be able to do things yourself. Yes. Like, if the closest funeral director was, you know, four thousand kilometers, put my teeth back in, um, kilometers away, then you know that might be a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. right? Then yeah, Jono in the Ute can can go and do whatever he needs to do. You know, but I'm sure he would be buried very quickly because it'll be in a in an area that's probably 40 degrees at night and 70 degrees during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what else? What else do you think there might be an issue? Oh, Nicole, come on! That wasn't me. Now there is there. Is, no, I won't go. I won't go into that. <sighs> Nicole spends most of her time on the toilet. <laughs> Oh, uh, here we go. Yep. My office. <laughs> yeah. And it's normally after she eats some chips. And, um, yeah, she might even get into the, yep, the uh, can of can of Coke. Here we go. Beautiful. I can turn those chips off now. Yeah. Um, anything else with that? Not that I can think no. of right now. So... For those people that have thought about it, uh, there is a little bit more logistics to it than than just pick up and deliver. Um, and I have had families ask me, can we do this, can we do that? Yeah, and look, if logistics works, then yes. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that, yeah, that need to be into place for a safe delivery of your loved one. I would hate you or anyone to be involved in a road accident or anything else like that and then have um, I I automatically just have this image in my head of Dad catapulting out the front window um, and landing on the bonnet of someone else's car. It's not something that you really want to have happen. That person would have to be secured pretty good. Um, And if anything traumatic happened to you, and there was a deceased person in there, then they're going to go, um, why are you, you, you can't talk because you're unconscious <laughs> and then there's heaps of other questions uh, involved. So, <laughs> Okay, settle down. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, so I hope that answers that um, in regards to can family do their own thing rather than employing a funeral director. So to answer that, yes and no, and I hope those answers have um, helped you understand that a little bit a little bit more. 
Um, one of the other questions that comes into play quite a bit is what happens when uh, when when cremated remains come back? Like what is the process or how much cremated remains do I get? Um, what do you reckon the answer is there? Well, I believe you receive all of them back. Yeah, if yeah. If you choose to do so. Yeah. So, so if if dad or mum or whoever, and I'm only using the word dad just as a as a thing. It's not anything out there. But um, so, for example, if dad was a big man, mm-hmm. like pretty solid, does that mean that we're going to get back a whole pile of ashes, or are we going to get a little amount of ashes? You're going to get a lot. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> I'm going to use that quite a bit. <laughs> so the amount of ashes that we get back are determined by bone density. Mm-hmm. So if the person had a large bone density, we're going to have more ashes come back. Mm-hmm. So they could be 400 kilos, but then they only have they have a, a, a small amount of bone density. Mm-hmm. We could get something less back than someone that is 40 kilos. You didn't know that. I did not. So you have learnt something I today. I sure have. Um, and oh, there we go. Got so excited. <laughs> um, so yeah. So bone density. A lot of people say, "How do I know that I'm getting my loved one back? Like, do they cremate bodies all together, or are they done individually?" Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my 23 years that they're all done individually. Mm-hmm. If there's residue from the one before. Possibly. I'm not a scientist. I can't tell you if that's 100%. But all I know is if there is any large particles left, once one cremation um, comes out, they'll increase the oxygen in the cremator Mm -hmm. to burn off any residue. Um, Everything is numbered and labelled, so there shouldn't be any issue with that. Um, I'm not sure what they did 50, 60 years ago. I'm sure it was um, pretty primitive because they would have gone from oil or fuel, some type of fuel, up to I think even when I first started, they some local areas had still oil-fired cremators. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Springvale Cemetery uh, do any tours anymore, but you used to be able to in the middle of those chapels that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those in Melbourne, if you've ever been to... It used to be called Necropolis. Do you know what Necropolis stands for? I searched this up, but I cannot remember right now. City of the Dead. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So City of the Dead. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, Necropolis, that's very Greek, isn't it? Oh, that's lovely. It's and like, lots of people still call it that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it <laughs> when I used to say to families, oh, that actually means City of the Dead. And they go, mm-hmm. oh, my God. It like, makes sense though. Yeah, well, it is. It's huge. Yeah. Um, for those that are um, tuning in from around the world or other states, um, have a research um, up on Google, uh, Springvale Botanical Cemetery, and it'll give you some history on that mm-hmm. um, around our local area. But in between these four chapels in this building um, was f- black sooted walls, mm-hmm. and that was from the oil-fired cremators because they would smoke. They would yeah. billow with smoke. Is that down the stairs? Yes. 
oh, in there. Yeah. All amongst all of that is, yeah, yeah all, all lined and the feeling in there is something else. Ooh. Like it is unbelievable. I, I used to say to him, I can feel something here. Ah, come on, we don't believe in that spirit thing. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, you're bringing probably hundreds and hundreds of deceased people through here each year mm-hmm. and this is their final destination and you don't feel as though that there's anything here. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the old city of the dead, being able mm. to do that. So the um, so ashes, just to go back on that, um, the larger the person doesn't mean you're going to get more ash. Mm-hmm. But if they are large and they do have a large bone density, yes, you will. Okay. If they have, they may be a really small person and you think, oh, I'm not going to get much back. But mm-hmm. then they have a large bone density, you're going to get more back or less. Mm. Um, how do we know that it is that person? We cross-examine all of the numbers, the names, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So... When we do a booking, we get a number yes. and that number corresponds all the way through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Then there's about a 15-page um, cross-check that we must do. Yes. And the reason for that, gone are the days of, oh, here's Mrs. Brown, here you go. Now it's mm-hmm. you need to look at the uh, engraved part. Yes. You need to look at the name. You need to look at the written on a Sharpie pen. Yes. You've got to look at the form. You've got to make sure all that blends up. Also what you ate for breakfast, sticker. the sticker. Yep, there's two stickers. Yeah, what you what you have to do, um, and to be able to you know get release. Oh, and then you have to have a supervisor. Two, then two signatures. Yep, from, that comes in. Yes, and you just have to wait until all that happens. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it becomes becomes a little bit of a nightmare when you're having to wait. But um, so I can guarantee that your ashes of your loved one are complete. Um, you know, if, if say, just put it out there that Uncle Ted went into a cremation urn that they provide and there was more, then they would place him into another reciprocal that was the size of that, you know, like it might be a, a half-size container yeah. against that. So they're never going to go, oh, geez, we've filled one, we'll turf out the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all, all together. Um, the other, the other one is, does a, does a coffin get cremated? Yes. Why is that? Because they're not going to take the deceased out of the coffin. Yeah. But what do you reckon, what do you reckon that's for though? It's gone a bit funny, sorry. Has it? (laughs) (laughs) I could only hear from one side. Oh, there you go. Okay, sorry, what was the question again? Yeah. Oh. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> does a does a coffin get cremated? Yes, it does. So yeah, you you then just said something about that they're not going to take them out of the coffin and reuse that coffin, no. which a lot of people feel that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No. Um, that yeah, once once that person is in their coffin, that is what they get cremated with. Is there any items that you can't put into? Batteries. Yep. Cannot go in. Apparently lots and lots of glass is not allowed in either. No, no. So a lot of people used to put in like bourbon or wine, um, you 
you know, even framed photos and things mm-hmm. like that. Things that you just think, oh, you know, she he loved this. But take the glass out of the frame mm-hmm. and maybe just put the frame in there with a photo or get a plastic version or put, you know, the mm-hmm. scotch into something else. Um, yeah, because it's not, not the done thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that, it, it actually contaminates the, the ash. Um, glass at some because obviously that burns at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Um, most cremations run between 850 and 1,000 degrees, mm-hmm. um, which is damn hot. You know, when you yes. open up your oven and it's only at 200, uh, the throwback from that is enough to burn or singe your eyebrows off. Mm-hmm. So you imagine having that open up. So there's a lot of things that do burn and a lot of things that don't. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you everything is in the coffin. They do have though um, rentable shells. Mm-hmm. Sounds really weird, but there is organisations that will place the loved one into a like a chipboard mm-hmm. um, coffin or MDF coffin, so an unpolished coffin basically. Yes. Then they'll put like a casket cover over it. So it's like has no base, yeah, and it just goes it straight over on. the top. Okay. So, and that that's a bit of a I call that a show pony. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, mum's going to be in there, whatever. But I want everyone else there to know that uh, you, you know it's money. a big casket. Mm. It's like, well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. If you go up all nice and close and personal, I won't personally do that. I just find, you know. When people make a choice, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, put a cloth over it or put something yeah. over it, put some personal items on it. Mm-hmm. It's not about the coffin at the end of the day. It's yeah. about the person that's in it. Mm-hmm. So I want I want to be 100% clear with that, that I'm not, not about the sales of coffins because it is a personal thing. Yeah. Once again, you know, you know, rent, rent a casket or whatever, then mm-hmm. you can do that. I don't know what other states do. I know in the US, for example, they have uh, when person comes into their care and it's cremation, mm-hmm. knowing that burial in the US is probably 80% mm-hmm. against us being 80% cremation Nation. and 20%. So we've sort of turned. Yeah. Um, but they'll go into like a cardboard container. Mm-hmm. Um, just looks like one of those, like a gift box type. I've seen you know. some here. You've seen, yeah. yeah. So yeah. similar type of thing to here. So that's they'll go into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that and that's how they do the cremation. Um, another person said too about can't you cremate someone without a coffin? And it's like you find that's quite hard because they would need to be on a base of some yeah. description to mm-hmm. go in. We can't do it here, and it's regulated by the health department for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the crematorium staff, they don't want any diseases or any any airborne things floating around their mm-hmm. facility. So the person must be in a reciprocal of some description yeah. that is sturdy enough to be placed into um, the cremator. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, so the other... Um, question people have asked on lives are how many people can go into a grave well in metropolitan melbourne 
you can have up to three people of, and I'll use the word earth body, so Mm -hmm. full body into the ground, you can have three, Mm -hmm. which normally it used to be 12 foot was your absolute limit. Um, Most cemeteries I think now only go down to about, uh, so we've got say five, seven, might even be nine, maybe ten pushing. The reason why they don't do such a large hole anymore is because of OH&S. Okay. They need to provide, um, you would have heard the word shoring, so the timber or metal guards that go on either side of mm-hmm. um, the grave. So, yeah, it's like it's like a safety measure. Yeah. What grave diggers used to do is dig the coffin, uh, dig the coffin, dig the, <laughs> dig dig the, the earth. Then one of them used to get in the hole and scrape away all the bits. Okay. But what had happened is the walls collapsed. Yep. Um, and poor person had perished because of being buried alive. Mm. Uh, and that is terrible. Um, so I think any more than nine to ten foot, you're probably not going to have – it would be a huge shield to put in there on either side, 12 yeah. foot. You imagine that. Be like a, having to get a crane in there, yeah. Because I think they do the shoring now. They'll do that down the bottom, but they'll still allow like three or four foot on the top that hasn't got it. Okay. Because that's probably the most safest area. Mm-hmm. So you can have three earth bodies, full bodies, go into that grave, mm-hmm. um, and normally there's probably one one and a bit foot difference between first burial, second burial, third burial. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, the cemeteries will dig for two, mm-hmm. uh, two earth bodies. Um, that tends to be the standard thing. You're only talking a couple of hundred dollars difference between, you know, first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sake of a funeral cost for the extra burial, mm-hmm. it might be worth doing that. Because what happens is you're think you're automatically thinking now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yes. you know, it's, um, you know, oh, yeah, that's going to be mum and dad. But what happens if one of my children or one of my family or a friend or mm-hmm. someone else and they really want a burial but they can't afford it in 30 years' time, Yeah, they can then go into there. Yes. Um, but what happens here is for every earth burial you can have two sets of cremated remains per burial. Is that Victoria-wide? Yeah. Okay. So that's six cremated remains mm-hmm. you can have in, in that one grave. Okay. Um, but they go into little pockets. I don't know, actually, now that I think about it, it might be slightly less than that now. Yeah. Um, but they have, you would have seen it, the burials where they've got the concrete beam that go from one end of the lawn across. Yes. And they then place their granite or marble plaque, which is probably on a 45-degree angle. Yes. Um, They used to put the cremated remains under that concrete block. Oh, okay. So if, for example, you went out and bought a grave today and you know that you had grandpa's ashes at home and you wanted to, like everyone else in the family is all healthy and well and... This was planned out for you, but Granddad wanted to. We want to put Granddad somewhere. What are we going to do? We don't want to scatter him. Yeah. 
So let's put him into our grave. But if you put the cremated remains in the zone or that that um, rectangle area where an earth burial would go, then they've got to they've got to exhume him every time that they dig the hole. Okay. So they've got to place it off to the side. Yeah. Um. So that doesn't get affected. Yeah. The other thing too is if a baby or a child is buried and probably probably it's more stillbirth or anything else like that, parents would go out and buy an adult grave. Mm -hmm. They would then place their stillborn into that grave. They would do the same thing. They would pocket them. How it used to be was probably only about three foot down. They'll either go underneath, Mm -hmm. underneath where the plaque goes, or just in that zone, that rectangle zone, they dig a little um, in between, say, the two graves. So you're, say, on the left, the one on the right, there's probably a little bit of a zone. If the coffin is small enough, they dig out the side. Grave digger would get in and then place the baby into that area. So when you then dig for when the earth burial happens, you're not having to exhume the body. Yeah. I have seen where, and I haven't told the family this, this mm-hmm. is the other side, is, and I think it would be too devastating if they did. The old, old days, they used to just bury them in there, yeah. right? But they used to bury them three, three foot. Mum mm-hmm. and dad go, mm-hmm. well, you're not going to be able to get two in. So they bring baby's remains out, mm-hmm. hide them somewhere, bury dad or mum, then they would then bring Bub's ashes back, place him into the grave. Yeah. Then mum dies later on, 10 years' time. Baby comes out again, mum goes in, then baby on top. Yeah. So, but I, I don't believe, unless it's in a, in a rural area or a really old cemetery area, mm-hmm. that that would ever happen yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah. Um so there's quite a quite a few people you can have in that in that grave, and I think you just need to work out with your local cemetery if what what their regulations are. It's very different, I guess, from Melbourne CBD type or metropolitan to you know 500 k's west, you yes. know, um, where they're run by the the local postman or something like that. You know, it's very yeah. very very different when it comes to that. Um, The other, th- the other thing, talking about burials too, um, you were saying before about the what? the Being buried standing up. So, yeah. So, so the ver- upright. Yeah, vertical burials. Um, I think in rural Victoria they did, they do have a cemetery that deals with that. I'm just trying to think exactly off the top of my head where it is. But I think the fight that they had with Metropolitan mm-hmm. was A, the government didn't really like it for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And the feedback from even the rural cemetery at the time was, you know, farmers that had been working on the land on their feet all their life mm-hmm. to then be standing for the rest of for eternity, eternity. <laughs> is so different, mm-hmm. you know. When it comes to a funeral director, 
that then plays a bit of havoc with us too mm -hmm. because we now need to strap that person in. So they don't move? Yeah. Imagine if not they'd turn into a concertina door, you know, but just they'd go yeah. from one end of the coffin. The other thing is that we can't lower the coffin like what we normally do. Yes. So that would then probably have to involve an excavator or a crane type or a hoist to be able to tip that coffin up on its end mm -hmm. and then lower into the ground. Mm -hmm. Great idea for space. Yes. Great idea. But practical parts? Mm, I don't know. I think what would have to probably happen or how I could picture it in my head was have Dad on a trolley or something near the near the plot. Mm -hmm. Do your service. Family and that go away. Then the burial happens. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, having excavators or cranes or hoists coming in when you're doing Our Father yeah. or something else like that, I think would be a bit of a drama. Yes. Um, but certainly for space-wise would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if I would want to be – like I don't want to be buried. That's just me. Uh, I have this thing about having, yeah, three tonne of slop come on top of me, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually really don't like cremation either, but I know that all my family have been cremated, mm -hmm. so if they've gone through that, then I'll go through that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if vertical burials will happen across the board. I think they're just trialing it, see how it goes. Do they still do it with prisoners though? Oh, they might. I don't know. I know they used to. Yeah. They used to have them facing east. Oh, really? So they would never see a sunset again. Oh God. Mhm. Mm I didn't know that one. Yes. <laughs> so what source is that from? The Reddit. <laughs> Ghost tour that I did. <laughs> <Ghost> tour. <laughs> wow. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah, they used to bury them vertical, facing east. Yeah, I was going to say maybe upside down or on their head. Mm, well, um, they might do that too. Far out. Oh well, that's a, that's a that's another thing to to be thinking of mm. too. Um, wow, that's uh, <laughs> brings a whole new whole new meaning to it, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's a good one, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for sharing that. You are most welcome. Yep, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. So, what made you want to become funeral director? Do you want a quick answer or the real answer? Well, I mean, our our listeners would probably want to know. I mean, there's probably ones listening to us now that are really wanting to, may want to get into the industry and they might have a similar thought process to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least it's not. Hang on. Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am your fairy godmother. As long as you well, grant well. me three wishes. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Yep. Nice. I, oh, how do I start this? Um, you open your mouth and you talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here until Tuesday. 
So after Grandad passed away and we spent time looking after him, mm-hmm. I knew that this is what I wanted to do to be that person that is there in their final mm-hmm. stages. So did your process go from when Grandad passed away? So I wanted to do it before. You're right. It was when Grandad passed that it was the kick up the bum that I needed yeah. to get everything in order. Yeah. And I saw a job advertised. Yeah. And put my go- my big girl pants on. Your gook. <laughs> yeah, my, go- <laughs> my big girl pants. pants. Yeah. And walked in and applied for the job. Mm. And I haven't looked back since. No. And neither has the boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, where's the crickets? Yeah. So <coughs> with with oh, those crickets were going on a little bit. Um, so when when Granddad passed away and you were going through the process of with the other director and all that, did you find that they were did they assist in your choice, or was it that you think thought that you could do it better, or was it the whole planning of it? It was that the you, whole planning of it. So. Yeah. I seem to have taken over a little bit, yeah. I guess. That would be unusual. <laughs> I'm just doing all the work mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, were, they were lovely. They were helpful. It gave us a lot of information but there were certain things that I wanted to make sure were done properly. Yeah. And I don't know if they were or not yeah. because I wasn't behind the scenes. Right. Okay. And I knew that I wanted someone looking after Grandad in those days just after he'd passed before he was buried. Yeah. And I know that I can do that. I know so, that so have you found that being in the industry now um, under the Brember banner mm-hmm. different to what you thought it would be? Yes. Like in extend? <laughs> As in I didn't know everything that went into it but I have learned from the best. Oh my god. Jess. <laughs> yep. Um but I am a loving and caring person and I do look after the loved ones. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't see myself. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> doing anything different now. No. I think once once you're doing it. So for people that are looking to get into the industry, and we get that every time I do lives and on social media too, keep trying. Yeah. Because the universe will come to you when the time is right. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh, nothing's going to ever work. Nothing, uh, you know, I'm never going to get into what I want. Don't lose hope. Definitely. I struggled and struggled and struggled to get into it when I lived in Queensland, and it wasn't until that... We, Emma and I, my wife, said we're now going to move. Yeah. And we gave ourselves, I think, six weeks mm-hmm. and got a job within three. Wow. But I had to jump through hoops to get it. It wasn't wasn't like, oh, you just walk whilst on in. Mm-hmm. Emma had to be interviewed via phone and they yeah. were on the phone for nearly 45 minutes. Wow. And that's why doing this job this is a calling, it's not a job. Mm-hmm. I know I keep saying it, but work, people will understand it a little bit better, is it takes commitment 
mm-hmm. commitment to know that it's not a nine to five job, mm-hmm. and it takes um, sacrifice yes. of no animals or <laughs> any humans, but sacrifice mm-hmm. in the sense of some of your social, some of your family time mm-hmm. can be can be affected by it. Yes. So if you if you don't think that you can you know, you're in the middle of a meal or something else like that and something urgently comes up and you've got to stop what you're doing or you're at a family, uh, you're at a friend's place and, you know, you're playing pool and you're on call and, and you think you can't do that, then it might not be for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing. And people don't – people will say to me all the times that I've interviewed people, there's people – there some really gorgeous people that we've had mm-hmm. and then they've got into it and it just wasn't for them. Yeah. Or I felt as though that it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, learning and listening and, you know, it, it's it's a journey that might take you years and years and years. And I'm still learning today after 23 years. Like I don't – I can't say that I'm perfect with everything. Yeah. But what I've learnt, I have been taught by some of the best in the industry mm-hmm. um, and, and I've been taught by – some dodos as well you know that it's all about them and it's not it's you know my business isn't anything without you guys you know you like that yeah i do um so you know when we want (laughs) to you (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the old sensor button um lovely um yeah so i mean it normally comes from when you've had an experience in your life mm-hmm. that makes you want to do it. Yes. And the reason why I asked the question about why did it make you change your mind or was it, or is it the same as what you thought, you would have heard me say the public view. Mm-hmm. What the public see is CSI. Yeah. Oh, there's these big stainless steel fridges and they've got drawers and, the mm-hmm. you know, clean fresh sheets like they've just been ironed without any blood on them or any yeah. purge or feces or urine and <laughs> you know the, the the deceased has got perfectly brushed hair and makeup applied it, it it's not like that it is raw as mm-hmm. um and there is times that our poor nicole has dry reached <laughs> and I haven't had her vomit yet, but it's coming. Oh, um, not. It's coming. You know, you can never ever get used to certain smells, mm. and to this day, it still gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, those people can't help that. It's unfortunate that the body just makes that. Mm-hmm. You know, be a bit different if it came out with perfume or something. <laughs> you know, like oh, I didn't like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, having having a public view against being in it and working in it. Um, but once once everything goes bang and the work's there, it's yeah. it's momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and each person that comes into our care is going to be uh, very different to the one before. Yes, you know their skin's going to be different. Their mm-hmm. their body makeup's going to be different. The whole the whole thing is different. How people's teeth are, you know, fingernails, toenails. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on toenails. 
Um, that's that's another pet hate that I have from a lot of aged care facilities, but that's another podcast that we can do. So, um, yeah. Well, look, I, I think what we've covered today uh, has been perfect. I think, um, you know, hopefully you'll understand how many people can go into a grave, um, the vertical burials, um, you know, Nicole obviously, how she got into the industry, um, you know, cremations, what happens, um, you know, does the coffin go in, what items you can place in it. Um, but also the difference is can a family go and collect dad from the hospital and do their own thing? Um, and I think, like we've said before, we like to get families to do a lot of stuff, but on the other side of it, we want to be able to take that stress off them too. So, um, so I hope you've enjoyed coming on and doing this today. You've been nodding a lot. There hasn't been a lot of voice. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, I want to thank you very much um, for coming on. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's enough. Um, oh, hang on. There's someone out at the door. Hang on. Oh, look, there you go. You even get a bit of air horn. Um, yeah. But no, thank you very much for coming on. And for those people that um, are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, and for those that don't know, we have um, a TikTok account called Brenba Family Funerals, Facebook Brenba Family Funerals, as well as Instagram. So go and check them out. There's some really good stuff there. And um, yeah, go and have a go and have another listen to or go and have a listen to all our other podcasts that we've put out there as well. So thank you very much, everyone, and um, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>